Welcome to the Concordia Publishing House podcast, where we consider everything in the light of Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm your host, Elizabeth Pittman. Welcome to the Concordia Publishing House podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Pittman. Do you ever look at your to-do list and find yourself sinking into a feeling of being so overwhelmed that you're drowning? I know I do. Our guest today is Casey Pratt, founder of AnchoredWomen.com. Casey's going to help us look at our to-do lists and our, our schedules and help us refocus so that we are anchored in the day-to-day in what really matters, living our lives anchored in God's Word. Casey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. I'm happy to talk to you today. I'm glad that you're here today because I think so for our listeners' benefit, as we're recording this, it's it's not that far before Christmas. And I don't know if you're like me or if our listeners are like me, the amount of things on my mental shelf and that mental to-do list of (laughs) getting ready for Christmas, um, as we were talking about before we started here, the last week of school before Christmas break with the kids and everything that has to be done there. And so trying to mentally juggle all of that, but then looking ahead to the new year and thinking about almost with with anticipation of that new year, that clean slate and all the whole new set of lists of what I want to do and get organized for the new year. It's taking up a lot of room in my brain right now. Um, But before we really jump into that, because I think you're going to be able to hopefully help me unravel that, but also share with our listeners some ways that we can stop drifting in all that mental, um, all those to do's and anchor ourselves to what really matters. Before we go there, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about you, um, your business, your family. I'd love to hear about your family and your kids so that we can have a little bit of context. Sure. Um, My name is Casey Pratt. I am the founder of Anchored Women, which is a website for overwhelmed Christian women. We help... We help women who are overwhelmed to simplify their home and the faith side of things. So we just what the doctor ordered. Yeah, (laughs) we (laughs) we try and bring all of those things that we have to do every day. And um, we try to bring our faith into that um, so that everything's not separate. You don't feel like, okay, I checked my box for the day and did my Bible study. And now I'm going to go do the rest of my life. Everything is integrated because I think that's the way it's supposed to be. But, um, so we, we write to encourage women and then we make organizational tools to help everybody kind of get their life under control. (laughs) Um, if, if that's even a thing, which I don't know that it is. Um, and then I am the mom of two kids. I have an almost 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. She would be mad at me if I said she was 10 because she's almost 11. Oh, um, they're very precise at that age. They are. They are. We're just a couple weeks away from her birthday, so let's just pretend she's 11 now. Um, she does act like she is, so there we go. Um, so I got two little kids. They are fantastic. And... Um, and I'm married to my husband, who is a music teacher, and we are all very excited for the end of the week when we get to be home together for Christmas break. That's kind of how our family is now. I think we have a, it's evolved over the years, but basically once that Christmas break happens for school, things slow down enough mm-hmm. that it's major movies time. It's like binge watching movies yes. all through the break. The kids have camp out in, on the sunroom floor and it's movie after movie after movie. And we go through gobs of popcorn. So yeah. it's, I, I kind of crave that time when it's just 
kind of get all the to-dos are done for the most part and we can slow down and think about things. Um, yeah, it's the same at our house. We make a list of all the Christmas movies that we want to see and we just go through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we tend to binge different genres each year, but we'll okay. see. I don't even, who knows what the kids will want to do. They tend to pick one and then we go all the way through it. So it's exciting for birthday season coming up for your daughter. I got to meet your entire family recently at the Lutheran Educators Conference yes. out in California. So that was fun. Um, enjoyed the chance. Your, your husband, he said he's a, a musician, music educator at Mm -hmm. a Lutheran school out in the Las Vegas area. So it was neat to meet the whole family and see, see you all go about identifying the different things that you are excited about. So. Yeah. Yeah. We we like each other. (laughs) (laughs) That came through loud and clear. So that's, that's awesome. So I think this, this timing is great. And meeting you was, was great timing as we think about all these things. Um, and I was excited to discover your website. So as we think about all the things that can consume us, whether that's meal planning, Christmas shopping, chores, school stuff, homework, work to-do lists, all of that, how can we start to make sense of those to-do lists and help get ourselves focused on the things that really matter in our day-to-day schedules. Yeah. Um, I like to think about life in seasons and I'm not, I don't necessarily mean like winter, spring, summer, fall, but more um, seasons in terms of like a short period of time where you can focus. So for example, right now, like I would say the season that I'm focusing on right this second is the next week of my life (laughs) because then things change when my kids come home for, and my husband comes home for Christmas break. And so if we can, if we can shrink things down into these chunks of time that, and then find our focus for that specific chunk of time. That is what helps me. Honestly, I feel exactly the same way you do. And yesterday I was a little bit overwhelmed with all of the stuff that needed to be done this week. And my to-do list falls into two categories, right? I have work and then everything else. (laughs) But everything else I just categorize as home stuff. And so I realized yesterday, like, I'm just trying to check things off the list, but I don't actually have a good picture of what the next week should look like, right? Like I need to sit, I need to sit down and look at this season, this short little week uh, where everything is packed in. And so I just brain, I just brain dump onto a piece of paper, all the stuff that I have to do and then categorize it. And then I tried to just fit it into the next few days. And when I do that, I actually feel like, oh, it's not like when you write it out on paper, it's not always as much as you have in your head. I've found that so many times where I work myself into a frenzy, but Mm -hmm. the second I start putting pen to paper and I list it out, I realize it's, I've, I've made it into a beast bigger than it really is. Yeah. I'm able to quickly recognize those things that when push comes to shove, I won't miss it if it didn't happen. That's right too. Yes. So we have, my husband and I, we just switched offices. Mine is now upstairs. His is now downstairs, but 
three weeks ago, that was not the case. And so all the overflow right now that didn't fit into either office once we switched is in the loft, just <laughs> in piles. And I like for this last weekend, all I could think of was I just want to get the loft clean. But actually, I had so many other things that truly had a deadline and mattered that I yesterday when I wrote that list out, I literally had to say to myself, Casey, the loft is not going to be clean before Christmas. You just have to accept it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you know what? That doesn't have an actual deadline. And I could try. I could try to squeeze it into this week. But when I sat down to think, okay, what is what is my goal for this week? What is, what is my focus need to be? I thought, you know what? I, I My focus needs to be tying up the loose ends so that I can walk into Christmas break rested and ready to enjoy my family who's home instead of start a new project this week that is then going to spill into the time that we're supposed to be able to have together and enjoy each other. So I had to I had to put that project aside, even though it's driving me crazy that the loft is such a disaster right now. But I had to I had to put it aside, right? Because actually what I need to do is is finish the teacher gifts for this week and wrap up my work stuff with my team and pack for the trip we're leaving on on Friday. Like those things actually, actually matter. And when I wrote it down on paper, then I could see what, what I can put off for later and what I really need to focus on for this week. And then actually, once I took that thing off my list, I felt way less stressed because I'm not starting a big project this week. I'm actually just tying up loose ends of things I've already been working on. And when we are able to do that, when we're able to like, for me, I have to get it out on paper. Then like visually, we can organize it to the point where it's not just taking up all of our mental space anymore. Do you know what I, I mean? Think, I, I do. And I think that helps. The other thing I found when I get it onto paper is that I, I can identify those things more quickly where I can either I can delegate or mm-hmm. horror of horrors for me. Sometimes I can ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm terrible about doing that. But sometimes when you start to see it and I, I generally let it get to a Point just short of breaking before I raise my hands up and say, okay, I need help. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to learn to get there faster. Um, but definitely being able to see it on paper and help prioritize and think about what really matters. I was listening to a devotion this weekend um, in a Facebook group, the grace space that Lindsay house was sharing and she was talking about peace and talking about you, you know, with the story of Mary and Martha and, she brought up the point of how hard is it for us for as we see all of the to do's and all of the, the, the lofts that are full of things that we want to get put away and our mm-hmm. desks that need to be cleared and the dishes that need to be done for us to put that out of our mind and sit down and actually focus on our time in the word. And I think I'm definitely, I'm guilty of that because you run into this idea of just one more quick thing and then I can breathe and I can focus but then you're exhausted and you have to go to bed. Exactly. So how, yeah. how would you approach, how would you approach weaving in that personal devotion time in a way as we're thinking about our to-do lists and priorities? Um, I, 
just had a conversation with one of my friends about this this week because she and I both, we both make planners. That is a huge part of our business, both of our businesses. And I, I, I was talking with her this weekend and I was like, do you ever feel like we don't actually get to enjoy Advent because this is like the craziest work time of the year? And she was like, oh yeah, it's kind of a bummer, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It really is because there's, you know, along with all the other regular stuff to do that comes with Christmas, right? We have a ton of work tasks because this is when buy, when people buy their planners for the new year. And um, we were both trying to think, figure out yesterday, like, how can we do this differently next year so that we can slow down? Because I always have that intention. And I love Advent. It's just my favorite. But it's not just Advent, right? Like, we can get sucked into that really any time of the year. So while I don't think that there are any like quiet time police who are going to come and make sure that you do your devotion first thing in the morning, I actually do think that the morning is the best time to do it because at least that's what I have found for myself, even in seasons where I had a newborn or, you know, we're homeschooling and I don't have any real space to myself. If I can get up early and make time for that, that's really the only time of day that my brain is even running slow enough to actually be able to soak in what I'm reading. And I just try and keep it very simple. Like, I have the reading plan that I'm going through, so I don't have to make, I I try to make all those decisions ahead of time, right? Like, what reading plan am I going to do? Where am I going to be? What tools do I need? Do I need my Bible and a journal or another book or something? And have everything ready the night before so that it literally requires nothing from me to just get out of bed, move next to my bed into the chair that is already there with my Bible so that I can easily do it. If we can make it a little bit easier for ourselves to start, then we always, always, right? You're like, oh, I love this. Oh, this is incredibly helpful for me. Oh, look at the things God is teaching me right now. Well, I needed to hear that today, right? Like we we don't ever finish our quiet time and feel like, well, I wish I hadn't done that. It doesn't really work that way, but it's it's the getting started part that's really hard. So I try to have my stuff ready first thing in the morning, like the night before I try and put it where it needs to go. But then also, I mean, just very tactically, and and this is kind of my, like, we can talk all day long about what we should be doing, but like, if there's no practical help, then I just always get frustrated. Like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do, but could you please tell me how to do it? (laughs) So this is how I do it. I put my stuff there the night before, and I just moved my phone across the room for, um like to charge at night so that I don't roll over and pick up my phone. And I got a little digital alarm clock, like the little plastic kind that I bought my kids. And I put that next to my bed instead of my phone, because without a doubt, if I wake up and pick up my phone first thing in the morning, 
I'm going to start scrolling. I'm going to check work emails. I'm going to look at my Instagram account and see if there's any people that I need to respond to. I'm just already in work mode. So I can't do that. I just, I just can't even pick it up because I've tried taking things off my phone and I still will scroll or look at other stuff or, you know, read a book or scroll through all my old emails. I mean, it's just ridiculous, right? But I have to put literally put it away. So now it is on the other side of the room. I get up, I can do my Bible study without like picking up my phone at all because I don't need my phone for any of it. So I think setting ourselves up in that way for the things that we actually want to do instead of falling into the things that we kind of go into default doing is is really important. And all that takes is just a little tiny bit of planning. Focus on, okay, well, I, I really want to get my, my quiet time done. So I'm going to put my Bible here and I'm going to put my phone there. And that's it. Like we make it out to be so much harder in our heads than it actually is when we do it. It's easy to do. It's easy to let our minds take us immediately to the overwhelm where oh, yeah. all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't know if I can spare those 10 minutes you know, before you know the email starts blowing up or somebody comes to need something from me or I find some yeah. other clutter that I need to address. Um, and for me, all that stuff still comes up when I'm doing my quiet time. So I just always have either my planner or like, like a little notebook sheet of paper next to me so that when that stuff pops up, which is generally important things that I can't forget that I need to do, I'll just write it down and then come back to my study so that I don't forget it (laughs) because I am going to forget it if I don't write it down. But I also don't have to like go open my phone or, you know, fill out you know, go into my email or whatever. Like I just write it down. You can even do it on a post-it note. And then when your quiet time is done, you have that list of things that occurred to you that you didn't want to forget. It's, it's easy to fall into the trap of all these things and the stuff keeps coming up and you're right. If I don't write it down, I will forget because six more things will come my way. That's right. And all of a sudden, and I don't mean to forget, but it just got pushed down the list with, you know, the pressing things that are, are right in, in front of us. And if we're trying to hold on to all those things and remember them while we're also reading the Bible, we don't really get to focus on what we're reading. So I have to get it out of my head and onto yeah. paper so that I can actually give the Bible and my prayer time my full attention. <laughs> I can only do one thing at a time. I just don't know how, how multitasking is actually a thing because I don't feel like it works. <laughs> I, can, I can rarely do it well. <laughs> so it's, to the extent I can multitask, I can listen to a book while I'm folding laundry or something. Yes, but beyond, totally. beyond that, beyond that, I, I run into danger. Not so, things that require the same part of your brain. <laughs> <laughs> so your website, Anchored Women, um, is really designed to help women anchor themselves in the things that matter and help organize everything. Tell us a little bit about your goals for anchored women and how that, how that plays out in real life. Sure. That's a good question. Um, 
I, I love the phrase anchored women though, because I mean, cause you, you want us to be anchored in Christ, correct? I do. Yeah. I think that's the only possible way to stop living overwhelmed all the time. When we, when we feel like everything is just so much, which honestly it is like, there's a lot going on in the world right now. There's a lot going on in our homes. It's, it truly is a lot. And most, most of the time, I think we try and just handle it on our own. And I would, I would say, at least in my own experience, that just always leads to burnout. And then you're in this cycle of, burnout and you need extensive rest in order to recover. Um, and And then you end up right back where you were overwhelmed and that leads you to burnout. And it's just this cycle that we feel like we can't actually get out of. And I think that's true. I think it's true that we can't get out of it ourselves. I think that we need to, instead of trying to be the ones who fix everything. We need to reset our focus so that we first are are anchored in the Lord and what he has for us instead of all the things that we put on our own plates and things that we do for ourselves. But I also think I think there is simplicity and peace to be found in not making things harder than they actually are. And and that that is one of our one of our goals for the women in our community, for our readers is for them to realize what actually matters, which first and foremost is our faith. And closely second is the family that God has put in front of us that we are to serve and love and take care of. And I think there's so much noise out there and so many voices that say, okay, well, you actually should be doing all of these things, or here's the right way to do your meal planning, or here's the right way to clean your house, or here's the right way to school your kids or take care of your family or be your husband's wife. (laughs) And we start listening to everybody else instead of actually going to the word and figuring out, okay, well, okay, but what does God, what does God say about that? And it's actually a lot more simple than all the advice that you find on Instagram, right? Like he tells us to live a quiet life and work with our hands. He tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. He, he tells us to come to him when we're weary, when we need rest, not to go get a massage or a pedicure or, I mean, those things are great. Don't get me wrong, but like, they're not going to fix, they're not going to help us in the long run. They're not. And a lot of times I feel like that, that overwhelmed existence truly is like you are just floating on top of the waves hoping that you're surviving right like maybe you have some kind of life raft or maybe you're on a piece of wood that is has floated by but like when we are when we are anchored in God's word and what he says about 
how we should be living, what he says about, you know, who we are in him instead of, you know, who the world says we're supposed to be. We actually can find peace before we even come to our to-do list. And we are much more likely to be able to hold our plans loosely instead of gripping onto them so tightly because this is the only way that it's going to work. Like that just. It's, it's our, our needing to control everything yeah. and keep, keep, I like how you phrase it. It's like keeping that grip. Um, you know, I've experienced it more times than I can count of I, I've let myself grip too tightly to the to-do list and all the things that I've decided that I have to do. And if I don't get them done, you know, it's nothing's going to work right. But when I step back and I think about what are what for my my vocations where I'm at today, what is it that really matters? And mm-hmm. when I start stripping away the things that aren't important or aren't a priority for putting my family first or putting those those key things first, when I when I can reorder things through that lens and let the other things fall away. I never regret letting those other things fall away. Right. You just don't, you don't regret that. And I will say like, I, I write about this stuff and I make tools for this kind of stuff because I'm terrible at it because (laughs) I am like, I am, I'm the kind of person that wants to control everything. I want things to go exactly according to schedule. And the truth of it is like, you can try and change the plan 16 different ways to make it work. But if you're the one pushing it, it just doesn't always happen that way. Like it has taken a lot, a lot of big, like traumatic things in my life for me to realize. (laughs) Like I, I, I literally can't control anything. I can't. So what I can do is, Take everything one day at a time. Be faithful in the small things that God has given me to do today. And let go of the rest because either he's going to take care of it or he's going to get it off my plate because it wasn't important in the first place. And really, as we, I think, I think a huge part of anchoring ourselves in the word and in the truth is just learning how to trust that it actually is better when God is in control and we're not because we don't do stuff. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. All of taking all of what you've just said and recognizing that, you know, we don't do things well compared to the way God orders things and the way he has. That's designed. a better way to say it. Yeah. Sure. It, yes. well, it's, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, you know, we're on the cusp of a new year. And as our listeners are listening to this, we're just days away from the calendar turning over into 2022. How can we stop and reflect on where we've been and the things that we've discussed about the need for us to keep to stay anchored in what matters in, in God's word and in our, our relationship with him as we go into the coming year. I think that is one of my favorite topics ever. (laughs) Um, 
And, and I think that one of the biggest problems that we have is that we don't stop and reflect. We just go from one year into the next without pausing to think through some really important questions. So I actually just had a live event with my community this last week where we did exactly this. We looked at the year in the, like in review and we asked ourselves some really important questions. What went really well? What went really well this year? Um, What made us feel alive? What good memories did we make with our family? What, where, like, what areas do we see growth in? All the positive things. Like, what were the great things about just this last calendar year? And then we also asked the harder questions, right? Like, what, what did not go well this year? What? In, in what areas do I feel like I massively failed or somewhat failed? Like what, what areas did I not give my enough attention to that I, I want to give more attention to in the year ahead? If we don't stop and ask ourselves those questions, we literally have no idea what we want to bring with us into the new year and what we want to leave behind. So I do think it's really important, like take an afternoon and go to a coffee shop or go on a walk without listening to a podcast or, you know, doing, having, giving yourself some time to think through the good and the bad of the last year. And I try and pray through all of that so that I, I, I'm not just doing it in my own strength. (laughs) I start my time with that in the word and then and then I just I just go over the last year and I make a list of what what were the good things that I do want to bring with me into the new year and what were the hard things that I want to leave behind or that I want to in, make sure to make some changes to this year so that I can at least improve in this area or that or this situation can get better, right? I think um I just think I just think that's really important. A really great time to do it is that week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, we always do like this series on our blog. If you're on our email list, you get it in your inbox automatically for I think it's like eight days right after Christmas to the first couple of days of the new year. And we call it planning a purposeful year. And we kind of walk you through that process. But you can totally do it on your own. Just ask yourself, what went well? What didn't go well? God, what do you want me to focus on in the year ahead? And and kind of being able to walk into the new year just with a little bit of clarity. What I have found is that sometimes that clarity lasts for the first three months of the year, and then you <laughs> kind of have to do it again. Because we really like, as humans, we have the ability to focus really well for 90 days. And after that, it's tough. It's tough. Well, and, and life changes, right? Yes, you absolutely. Know, by the time March and April hit, you know, school is nearing the end. And so that's a routine that's changing. And mm-hmm. seasons are like everything has changed. Things go in cycles. And so I think stopping, maybe it's quarterly, maybe whatever works, whatever makes sense. Yeah. And and reflecting and adjusting because our, our what we may think is going to be a fact and be doable right now for next August probably will be completely upended by the time we get to August. And 
it's why do I think I know anything about next August right this I don't I really don't we we encourage doing this at least quarterly and then revisiting it once a month I built it into the planner that we make because I wanted the reminder (laughs) to stop and reassess look at your goals again do they still line up with your focus for the year do they not it's okay if they don't line up you know, change it. One of the things that I think is really helpful to remember, a friend taught me a long time ago. I think I was deciding like where to, or, you know, whether I was going to homeschool or put my kids in school. And I just felt like it was this huge decision that was going to affect the rest of our lives. And I needed to make the right one, right? Like how many things do we feel like that about? And I was talking to my friend on the phone and I was crying about it because I just could not figure it out. And she goes, Casey, I think sometimes you think you have to make one decision for the rest of your life. You know, you can change your mind later, right? If it's not working, you can do something else. And this was like, Oh, brand new. I can can change my mind. Really? (laughs) Yes. But it has, it has impacted every area of my life because now I do, I try to look at things like this is an experiment. We're going to try this out for the next few months and see how it works. And if it does work great, we're going to build on that. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. We're just going to shift the plan and, and try something new, something that might work a little bit better. Now, I don't mean like try something for a week and then quit. That's not what I'm talking about. But like giving ourselves the permission to reassess and and change the plan when it's not working, I think that's really important. And so that is why we come back to this quarterly and even monthly. Um, I just like monthly, I just write out, okay, here's the focus for this month. And here's the two goals that I'm working on. That's it. And then through all month long, I can filter my decisions through that. I think when we allow ourselves to change our mind, it helps us get out of the sense of feeling that we have, we have to do things to the point of perfection. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, if we don't follow through on the plan as we originally outlined, somehow we failed. And so having that permission to recognize a hey, circumstances have changed, my, which has led to the goal needing to change or the steps I need to take to get to that goal have to be different than I originally thought. You know, it's, it's, it's rather freeing to recognize that it's okay for us to take a different path than we thought, as long as we're keeping our eyes focused um, on what really matters. Yeah. And the, and it actually puts us in our place, right? Mm-hmm. Like we don't, <laughs> if, if we feel like, this is the plan and everything has to go according to it, then we're, we're really not, I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, we're really not submitting our plans to the Lord's. We're just not. And if we hold things with open hands and say, okay, we're going to try this. And if, you know, it all blows up in our face, then we'll adjust the plan and, and we'll be praying through the whole thing. Like then we actually are living that we are in submission to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and he can guide us, not like we sit here and do nothing, but instead of holding on to everything so tightly, we just are actually able to submit it to him. And then, I mean, you don't, when you are regularly living that way, which honestly is a struggle to do, 
but you don't hit that burnout point nearly so fast. You just don't. Right. And I think, I think a lot of us at the end of 2021 and the last two years being as hard as they have been, like I'm looking around and seeing a lot of people who are burned out, myself included. It's mm-hmm. been, it's been a tough season and we have to come back to that. Okay, Lord, what do you want? Because what I want is not happening. It's not working or, you know, I'm not feeling like I'm, I I know the things that are important are not actually happening right now. And so we have to go back to that reflection point so that we can make some changes. Mm -hmm. As we start to wrap up, what encouragement do you have for our listeners as we all begin to start a new year and we start to face all of these things that are coming our way? As soon as you said that, my gut response was just, and it doesn't depend on you. It doesn't depend on you. And, and I mean, you can balk at that, which I think we do naturally because we're like, excuse me, my house does not run without, <laughs> without me doing everything right. Or, or I'm the one that, I'm the one that makes all of this stuff happen. Like that is, that can very easily as women, as moms, as wives, that can very easily be our default. Um, and I'll be the first one to say that that is, that is me. A lot of the time I'm just like, excuse, like I am the one that keeps things going around here. Are you kidding? But that's not, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. It, it, whatever it is, it doesn't depend on you. And when we can rest in that truth, knowing that actually my very favorite verse is in Colossians. I have it on the front of my planner. It's he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. Does not say in Casey, all things hold together. It does not say, you know, that, my, that I'm the one keeping my home and my business and everything from falling apart. Actually, the Lord is, and we can, we can come to him. We can come to the word. We can spend time in prayer and we can rest in that instead of looking at the new year as another giant list of things that we have to get done. Maybe what we need to get done is slowing down and finding our rest in something that actually gives rest instead of chasing the next checkbox to be marked off and feeling like, well, if I could just get one more thing done, then I'll feel peaceful. I think that there is peace to be found when we realize it doesn't depend on me. And what I do have to do today is just the things that God has for me to do. And if I didn't get to something and I tried my very best to be faithful today, that's okay. Maybe it just wasn't meant for today. And taking things one day at a time, remembering that it doesn't depend on us and coming to the the Lord on a daily basis. I, I don't think that we were meant to live so busy and stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. I think when we, when we are, we need to stop and, and, and try and figure out, okay, what's, what's going on, you know? 
Yeah, I, I love that. I think maybe we don't need to add things to our to-do list for the coming year, but maybe we need to slow down and take some things off. And I think as I look at my coming year, I'm going to be looking for those things. Like what, what, what's superfluous that I really don't need that I can just take off the list and remove from the equation and free myself up for the things that do matter um, more than, you know, getting that pile of laundry put away immediately. Right. I'll be there later. It's all good. It will. And you know what? If the kids have to pull their clean clothes out of the pile of clean laundry, that's okay. Oh, it's all Every right. Now and then it's fine. <laughs> I think too, you just brought this to my mind. We, as parents, we have to figure out this stuff for our kids too. Uh-huh. Have we overfilled their plates? Do they, do they need some more downtime so that they are not living busy and overstressed and overscheduled all the time? Um, that that has been an issue for my kids this year. And so yeah. we're making some changes to go into the new year where we can all have more of that margin built in so that we can be faithful in the things that God has put in front of us instead of being too busy to ever spend time on the stuff that's important. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's a very smart way to look at things. Um, and so it's, yeah, as uh, there's, we have no lack of opportunities and good things mm-hmm. that we can choose from, but we don't have to choose them all. Right. And we probably so, shouldn't. And we probably shouldn't. So if our listeners want to learn more about you and Anchored Women, where can they find you? Sure. You can find us on our website. It's anchored-women.com with a little hyphen in the middle of anchored and women. We are on Instagram um, at anchored women, all one word, but we have, because of all the noise, we have moved the majority of our community off of social media and onto just a private platform. That's just our readers. It's, um, you get an invitation to it when you join our email list. So if you go to our website and join our email list, you can join our community on there where um, we really just talk about what matters and let, and, and it doesn't have any distractions, which is really nice. And it doesn't take up all of your day. It's just a place for you to go <laughs> and be encouraged and you don't get sucked into the scroll. So Oh, that sounds good. We'll put a link to all these places in sure. the show notes so our listeners can go catch that. Casey, thank you for being with us today and, and sharing some words of encouragement for us as we look at combating the overwhelm and refocusing on the things that God has put in front of us to do as we look at the coming year. Thanks for having me. It was so fun to talk to you. Yeah, it's great. Listeners, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Concordia Publishing House podcast. I pray that this time was valuable to your walk with Christ. We'd love to connect with listeners on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Concordia Pub. Visit cph.org for more resources to grow deeper in the gospel.